Toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for keeps, this silly game we play, play. So, this is Dubs Club uh, I'm working on a segment right now I'm just interviewing up-and-coming people in the industry You know, young go-getters to try and be out there and inspire other people that are listening You know, future entrepreneurs, future athletes, whatever it is and I decided to pick you because I know we've been uh, we've been friends for a while now. We've got really close over the past couple of years, and I know you've started your own um, your own company, for lack of better words. It's uh, in the fitness industry, and uh, I just want you to talk about it. By the way, this is Ryan White, Vanderbilt graduate. Um, you went to grad school, Vanderbilt. Right? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grad school at Vanderbilt, undergrad at Vanderbilt, played football, full-time captain, only person in Vanderbilt football history to do that, and now a future entrepreneur. So go ahead and just, you know, actually, before you get into the background of your, your company, just tell me about, you know, your lifestyle, how you grew up, where you're from, and et cetera. Uh, that's a bet. All right, well, uh, like you said, you basically gave me a rundown of everything as far as, like, as of lately, went to Bandy. Actually, it's a great time. My boy, I appreciate you boosting me, though. <laughs> but, uh, we were up to move with Kentucky right up the road, home of the greatest, home of the Um, so I take pride in that. Um, but, yeah, growing up, it was just me, my mom, my little brother, my little sister. Uh, so I always had, like, a go get a mindset. I think preparing the home, you know, you gotta watch mom struggle a little bit. Um, so a lot of people had that story. Um, but they gave me a different type of job. Uh, going to college, I knew that she wasn't going to be able to, to pay for it. So I looked at myself. I really it all came full circle. Um, I got a trainer in my sophomore year. And he basically gave me the foundational work for like footwork, lab, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, because sophomore year was my, second, my first time playing because of back. So it was a new position. So I um, had to learn a lot myself. Being the oldest dude in the house, you know everybody is the oldest, uh, like in a single parent home, the oldest son is the man of the house. We should do that in our communities, but that's the situation for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I had to do that, and within that, I was able to learn a lot of, uh, yeah, I said, I knew that wasn't my mom was able to pay for college, so took that upon myself to just work hard, uh, I ended up having about six offers coming out of uh, coming out of college. I mean, coming out of high school. Um, yeah, so and then like I said, it all comes full circle. I was getting to be starting the business and everything. So I knew I wanted to start a business since I was twelve years old because I'm the oldest. So I always had like a, I guess you could say, a control freak. Um, I, I want to be managing everything. I want to be one that's telling people what to do, but. It's not even about to tell me what to do. I'm just very particular, and I know I've always found a way to succeed, so I, I want to help other people do the same thing. Um, like, just have that's just something I'm very passionate about. But um, I didn't know what, obviously, you're 12, so you don't know, you don't know what kind of company you want to start. Right. Um, and then, like I said, football, Vanderbilt, I mean, you know how it is. Their school is insane. As far as the plan, all like that. Yeah, so like the school is insane as far as 
uh, controlling the academic side and then um, having to play against the best of the best. So you got to be a different type of different type of athlete, different type of person to be able to handle that. So that really, if you want to talk about student athletes, I'm sure the excellent podcast student athletes who want to become entrepreneurs. What you're doing as a student athlete is basically balancing uh, entrepreneurs. Schedule it really does not change, so that definitely helped me in terms of what I'm doing now. But for my, uh, like I said, full circle, I, I, I can ramp, I can talk about it, so come on back. So, yeah, um, yeah, so with uh, my, the company that I started is Raw Performance Organization. Um, so it's an organization, it's a sports consultant firm, sports and education consultant firm. I'm sorry, uh, it's really the basis of it. Yeah, if we can get it, if we can get in detail, but I don't want to explain, so we're just going to elevate a pitch it. So it's a um, special circle firm that works on the development of student athletes. They cultivate the mind, body, and soul of athletes. Um, so we're working on their, uh, obviously, the educational side, obviously, the freaking athletic side, because that's something I'm so passionate about. Um, but yeah, just talking about, just talking about, uh, Put yourself in the right direction and, and where they want to go because I was around world class athletes at Vanderbilt and played against them, played against the best. I know what it takes and I know what type of mindset you got to have as far as your training in terms of your nutrition. So different things like that. And I have the connection to do those things. So uh, to help these athletes, uh, that people who want to make it to the NFL, and if you don't want to make it to the NFL, I mean, obviously you want to make it to the NFL, I'm sorry. But if you don't make it, I tell you, always have something. I don't want to say a plan B, but you developed yourself enough to where you know you have something to fall back on. And that's something that I did while I was that busy. Um, like you said, I did um, uh, go to graduate school and I got my master's of education. And within that, I learned, I learned about myself first and foremost. And as an athlete, as a student athlete, that's one of the things that we struggle with. We have all these outside. Um, social media, the different commentators, or you name it, girls, uh, teammate, whatever you name it, you got it all pulling you this way, that way. They tell you what you are, what you want to do. So you're constantly trying to live a, a life of what other people want you to do, or, or how can I live up to these capabilities? Um, you yeah, kind of lose ourselves. So first and foremost, that's something that I'm really big on. It's helping these helping athletes find themselves and becoming um, emotional and mentally stable and what in tune with who they are before they do step into that realm of being an athlete or being an entrepreneur because like I said it's easier to lose yourself. And if you, you don't know who you are then you can't be the best that you can be and that's what we're all enforced. Right. And, and if it is first it is first if it's not it's not. Um, yeah, I mean that's a long rundown of what I am doing. So right now in my early stages, I'm doing a lot of training with athletes, uh, uh, positional training, movement training, working on footwork, working on kids. I play DB, so that's something I did a lot. And something that I learned is a lot of the movements are the same. You just do it in different. Uh, I got a lot that goes on my head, so I don't want to. I don't know how to break it down, but essentially that's what I'm doing right now. And um, started with uh, Roe Coleman, who played baseball at Vanderbilt. He's the co-founder um, and chief marketing officer. So uh, we've been uh, connecting with uh, high schools and athletes all over Nashville, uh, whether it be training, uh, we've been doing public speaking, 
just talking about real life issues and how to overcome issues, how to overcome obstacles because we have been through similar things that a lot of these young athletes or these young students are dealing with now. So just trying to make it easier and help people. Like I said earlier when I was rambling, just trying to help people become successful no matter what it is and, and overcome those obstacles in their life. Their mind, my mom really won't be able to pay for college and I think we're in the best situation but it's not about your own circumstances about how you overcome those things so helping people figure out those things in different areas of life is basically what I'm all about so you did you did that's good I'm just so you know based off of everything that you've told me and I'm just you know to the people we want to know, or I want to know, what did, what did you major in as an undergrad, and then what did you kind of specify in when, when you went and got your master's? Okay, um, so my undergraduate was um, communication studies, and at Vanderbilt is a liberal arts school, so it's not really, when you think of communication studies, you're thinking like broadcasting or, um, yeah, public speaking, and I, you do take public speaking you do take a public speaking class, but um, essentially a lot of things that I was doing in communication classes was analyzing, I would analyze speeches, um, so whether it be history, I analyzed Frederick Douglass speeches, um, I analyzed freaking Jim Calhoun speeches, like literally crazy, Aristotle, we talked about things like that, so really, essentially I learned about rhetoric, so the what it means to speak and what the available means of persuading people um, is the, the basis of communication studies at Vanderbilt. Um, and then I minored in corporate strategy, so I tied it all together. So basically, uh, essentially, communication studies is more, like I said, history, public speaking, and then tied it in with business to make to fit my needs. And that's one thing that I, I guess I would bring up is with student athletes. A lot of times, we always, oh, what's an easy class, what's an easy class? And um, that was one thing that I knew I didn't want to do because if you're going to take an easy class, you're going to take the easy way out. Um, right. And if you're going to a college, why not utilize the free education that somebody, I'm, I'm a black male, so a lot of people where I come from don't get the opportunity to go to college. So best believe I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity so I can give back and put them on game too. So. Um, yeah, I took that approach. I, I really, I want to advocate for more athletes to take that approach. It's not going to be easy, but if it's easy, then you shouldn't be doing it. So, y'all educate yourself and get to where you want to go in life. Um, but for my master's of education, um, I specified, that's where I really found myself. I specified in uh, learning diversity and urban studies, which, um, which was um, analyzing the the, um, the issues in the inner city communities and the in the school systems uh, in the community in general, whether it be uh, black rights, whether it be gay rights, whether it be women's rights. Um, like I said, a lot of stuff tied together because I learned I took in my communication classes. One of my communication classes was analyzing issues like black rights. Like I talked about the Frederick Douglass speech, um, and he was uh, arguing. Uh, something against Abe Lincoln in that speech. So like I said, it all tied together. Um, and then it talked about, uh, and then it was more of the basis of connecting with, uh, connecting with these high schools and, and how these kids learn. One of the biggest things that I, I picked up from that was cultural responsive teaching uh, or cultural responsive pedagogy. 
Um, and what that is is teaching these kids on what they what they're good at, what they love. Um, I know uh, one of the big things that a lot of people says is, "Oh, like these kids get to sing rap songs, blah blah blah." Like, well, why not use that to their advantage? You can use a lot of things with rap songs. Not some songs do have derogatory language, or they may have like problematic uh, lyrics, which talks about hurting somebody. But not all of them are like that. And within that, you can bring up um, lyrics and ask these students, like, "Okay, what does that mean? How do you interpret that? How do you interpret that? Uh, interpretate that?" Um, or they can uh, do creative writing themselves, write their own rap, and then say what they mean by that. So um, I learned a lot of things like that, just understanding yourself and not, not stop being so uh, black and white. There, there's not one particular way you can do things. Just do it in a way that, that, that fits or suits that particular student or that particular athlete, because that was the way that I learned. I wasn't able to do the, the same thing as the next person in class, the way that they study. So, um, yeah, just learn about the, the really the mind and how people, um, how people learn, how people, um, uh, how people connect with their community, how they uh, connect with people outside their community, different things like that. So it makes it's a lot, a lot, a lot that I can ramble on about. But that's pretty much the basis of my undergrad and graduate uh, studies. Yeah, I feel like, you know, being in the field that you're in, you've always been, you know, an outgoing person and, you know, wanting to talk about, you know, whether it be, you know, important matters, you know, whether it be, you know, pop culture, political matters, you always want to talk about it. So, you know, that that, uh, that fits you and I think it will take you and your business to the next level. But um, as far as, like, who you train and how you get them to come to where you're training, how does that process work for you? Because, you know, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs out there that, you know, they have their business set up and they just don't have, you know, the following that they need to get out and get people to either buy their stuff or believe in them. How did you get, you know, kids to come out and believe in you and trust your process? Because, I mean, let's, don't, don't take this in the wrong way, but, there's a million motherfuckers that go out and do what you do, and you know, oh, I'm gonna go out and I'm I'm a I'm gonna train this kid and this that and the third. How do you get people to train or to train with you, knowing that you just graduated from college, you know, and you're still trying to get your feet up underneath you? Explain that to me. Yeah. Okay. So first off, um, like I said, when I went to graduate school, I found myself, and within that, that's what a lot of people don't they they worry about. Oh. Oh, I, I, can I train this kid? Can I train that kid? They worry about the outside too much. When really it's all about yourself and, and your connections. If you know people, you know people who may need to be trained or who are looking for a Linkup trainer. Um, and within that, like I said, just tap into your resources, tap into your network, whether it be your old high school, whether it be um, your neighbor, or maybe be your barber's son, little things like that opportunities will come up no matter what. You just got to be aware for those situations. And when they do come up, you got to capitalize on that. And then, like I said, and within, and when you do first start training, don't think about, like, oh, well, did you like this workout? Did you like that workout? Or is he going to pay? And that's that, that's one of the biggest things that people really think about is, is the money. And that's that's something that I, I really hate because a lot of football players, they, they like I said, they come from background like how I did. So they're not able to pay for freaking $50 a session or something like that. So that's one thing that I really, like, I, I, I really love just training and helping people get better. So if you want to 
step into this industry, you gotta really want to help these athletes become successful and not be about the money because, like you, there are all people talk about as an entrepreneur, you're not making any money off grip. You just gotta do it for the love of it. And there's gonna be days where you like grown for like doing this. There's gonna be days where you love it, but at the same time, if that's what you if that's what you feel like you wanna do, then that's what you wanna do. And if not, you're gonna find out pretty soon that it's not you're not built for it. But like I said, the, the fact that I will give is, is find yourself and, and understand what you want to do and how you want to do it. And and when you do do that, don't freaking go to a, a IG video and, and mimic the same thing that they're doing. If you do, you obviously, when you watch a film, like say with football, when you watch a film, you're like, oh, I like that. Movie. I'm going to implement that into my game. But when you're implementing that into your game, you put a little twist on it to make it your own because you're not that player. It's the right. same thing with training. It's the same thing with training. If you see a video that you like, oh, I like how you did that. It may be one particular movement that you like, but you don't, like, you wouldn't do the same, the entire drill like that. So just put your twist on it, and, and, and if you, in your head, you know what it's going to go by in the game and how it translates in the game, um, then, yeah, then the sky's limit for you. So just being, just studying the game, knowing what you want and who you are first and foremost, and then helping the athlete become successful. Not, not being about the money, not being about the outside stuff of what people think about you. Because if you think about what, if you care about what people think about you, then you're going to be missed with your whole life. Right, 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 right. So you said that uh, Ro uh, is, you know, co-founder, is the CMO. Um, so I'm assuming that you guys train baseball players as well as football players. Do you plan on, you know, branching out maybe, basketball, you know, soccer? Are you trying to get as many people as you can? or? Um, so right now, so we do have baseball, we have football, um, we have, we've been crossing over to the fitness side, uh, the fitness industry a lot more, and, uh, developing that side, um, so with this, uh, we have, uh, sports and education, sports and education centers coming up soon in Nashville and in rural Kentucky, there's a couple projects that we're working on, um, and and Louisville, I'm actually working on developing the basketball side, so that's something that's in the works. And I'm actually connecting the dots. So, and, and with connecting the dots, sometimes it's actually groundwork. Sometimes I just let it happen naturally because there's so much other stuff that you have to work on. You can't really stress situations. So, we um, but in terms of sports, there's no limits for for what we're gonna cross into because I do have multiple people who's played multiple sports. So why limit yourself when there's yeah, it's tons of tons of connections, tons of people, tons of opportunities out there for you to capitalize on. That's good. It's always good to branch out, even if it's not, you know, in sports, just branching out. Like you said, it's 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 networking. So I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're building your network. And I heard this saying when I was younger. I don't know who said it, but it said it goes like the greater your network, the more your net worth. So I'm sure that that'll apply to you in the future. And uh, another question I've always wondered: Are you gonna open like? I know that's the plan eventually, but shit, like, when are you going to start your own brick and mortar? Like, have your own raw performance place, you know, instead of, you know, working out of... Where do you work out of? It's, it's called where? Uh, it's Parker Sports Performance. Parker Sports uh, Performance. Damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a motherfucking raw sports performance. Yeah, I know. It's definitely a thing. It's definitely so with the facility, so, like I said... Uh, it's not really just more sports. It's going to be more sports and education. So with, what we're going to be doing is opening multiple uh, sports and education centers in different cities. Like I said, the first one is going to be um, 
and Louisville, Kentucky, a garden where you go to grow, cultivate student athletes, mind, body, and soul. So, like, it's little things like that that we're working on. It's, it's in the worst, but, like I said, great things take time, so we we being patient on that. But, you know, I got you soon. Yeah, how long is that process work? What's that like? You have to talk to, like, commercial realtors, like, how do you go about getting your own plot of land, and what's the, yeah. do you know the steps now, or are you still figuring out the steps? Can you explain the steps to me if you know? Yeah, so, um, first, um, I, I do a lot of research in the summer when I was going through the process of trying to go play in the NFL. I did a lot, a lot of research and writing notebooks to figure out these things, and, and even in my early process, I, I still, I'm still not for certain on how to do certain things, and I'm still learning and growing. That's like my motto. Um, but uh, I found the land in Louisville. I know the area is going to be, I'm not going to say it yet, but I know I found the land, and once you find the land, uh, once I find the land, I have to I have to have my business plan complete, what the business is going to look like, how much the business is going to cost, what are the extra costs, how much it will cost to get it built, um, what, the, what the team will consist of, who will be on that team, who I partner with. Um, yeah, then once I have those, those the, like money, in this world, especially in a capitalist society, if, if, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. That's right. I'm sure you heard that saying. So really just getting on paper how much money it will cost because, like I said, we have the connections. I want the better belt. Um, I'm genuine about what I'm doing, and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm investing my all into this. So um, approaching the, the proper investors with a passionate idea and with the, with the right um, business plan, with the, with the right um, financial and operational um, objectives down, then the sky's the limit. So that's pretty much where I'm at now. Just got done watching a, um, a Jay Morrison video today talking about uh, how to get how to set up the proper funding uh, project for yourself. And I'm sorry, I forget how it was worded, but essentially what you just asked me, figuring out how to do those things and what the proper requests uh, I need to take to do that. And, and, and as I'm doing that, I'm, I'm figuring it out. So... Uh, long story short, I have the I found the land, which is good because obviously if you don't have the land, you can't do anything. Found the land. Um, I'm doing the business plan now. That's the process that I'm out in the process of completing that. And then once I finish that, um, I have to. I'll we plan on approaching investors sometime in June. Um, yeah, we got a whole process. Like I said. God has a plan for it, and I'm just doing the groundwork, and he'll figure out the rest for me. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. Give me, give me, and the people a, a guesstimate of how much you think this is gonna cost, and if you know, like, what happens if the people don't invest? Are you gonna continue to go through with it? Are you gonna start to try and yeah. get loans, and then just pay them back? How do, how do you like? What's your, what's your plan B? Um. So my plan B. Um, so with, with the reason it is a sports education uh, consultancy, I'm sorry, sports and education consultancy, I can go in a lot of different directions. I, I got my master's of education, so I, if I wanted to, like, all right, 
we're gonna have to do a little breakdown because um, lay it on it, lay it on it. Yeah, I bet. I don't like the plan C. So the ultimate goal is to become a C, you know, an owner of an NFL team. That's the ultimate goal. Okay. And and what I see in my process, raw performance organization is just one of many companies. This is the first one that's that's getting going. But if I don't have, if the abilities don't take off. I, like it really doesn't matter. Like eventually they will, because like I said, I did the groundwork. I know I, I've talked to God. I, I, I know it's gonna happen. But if that didn't happen, I would just be remote. I would be able to work out of facility in basketball. I would be able to work out of facility in Louisville. I, I still can train the athletes. You know what I mean? It's not it's not an issue. There's parks everywhere. Um, we can still get money no matter where we at. So right. eventually it's, it's going to take off. And even with that, raw performance is not just going to have, it's not just going to be a training facility or whatever. That That's the issue. That's why it's so hard to break down for everybody when I'm explaining it because it is doing everything in sports. You will have a sports agency. And with it in that, I'm figuring out how to connect the dots. So, okay, it's a consulting firm. So do I just need to um, partner with uh, an agency that already exists or do I need to hire somebody who wants to be an agent now and then start hit the ground running with him and yeah, help him figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it, it's sports marketing. They're, we're going to do sports marketing. We're going to be going to school. We're, so we have a project coming up soon um, with a, a non-profit organization here in Nashville. It's called um, Backfield in Motion. Um, we're, we're meeting with, I forget the name of the school, but we're meeting at the school on Thursday to analyze their after-school program that works with inner-city uh, black men, to, well, black uh, boys, I guess you would say, men, you, whatever you should say. Um, yeah, just helping them on the education side and in their sports, but so we're trying to help them figure out what they can do to, um, to better educate these, these young men rather than just putting them through programs. Oh, we're going to help with the reach. You know how these uh, these organizations are nowadays. I'm not saying backfield emotion is like that, but there's a lot of schools and there's a lot of organizations that are really just, they, they have a mission, but they don't really um, execute that mission. So what we're, what we're doing on Thursday is going in, assessing what they're, what they're currently doing and how we can better educate um, those students in different ways. Like I talked to you about uh, hip-hop pedagogy earlier. So, um, using things like that for our curriculum. Um, yeah, so like I said, we, we're tapping into a lot of different things and in and, and, and our process and in our, our growth. We're figuring, figuring out how to put those things, um, how to monetize those things, I would say, and how to structure a business with these things because you can make a, you can literally start a business doing anything in America today, but it's just on you becoming educated enough on how to do that and how to structure it. So education is the key to it all and everything that we're doing. So yeah, that's a little rundown. If that answers your question, I don't know if it did or not. No, it did. It did. And I mean, in all honesty, I never knew that you wanted to be the ultimate goal was to end up to be and to own an NFL team. I didn't know that. When did that come about? Has has that always been a dream? You know, or did that? Nah, bro. Nah. Like I said, I always wanted to own my own business, but. And that obviously that's gonna come, but that didn't hit me until literally after I started playing. Um, like I, I think I got this idea when I still was trying to play in the NFL. So I was, uh, 
what, what happened? Like, I don't even know, bro. It was literally like late at night. I was just white. Um, and there's a lot of, like, a lot of black kids that are not able to go to NFL games. You see a lot of white kids on the sidelines. Like, bro, like, why don't inner city kids get these opportunities? Why don't Hispanic kids get these opportunities? You know what I mean? Like, just people of color in general. Uh, and then there's no black owners. But in, in the NFL, it's so much, uh, it's so much of a business. People feel like people get mistreated. People, they, they don't care if you get hurt or not. You know what I mean? Different things like that. And the approach that I've seen, and with business, it's like, obviously, you can't just business and personal is separate, but my business is my life, so while that this is just me speaking, so I'm not speaking for everybody else, I'm, obviously, you can't get emotions involved, but yeah. why can I treat this person like a genuine person if, through my business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I, do need, if I do need to let a person go, I'm going to break it down, so I'm going to be real with that person. I'm all about being real and being direct. A lot of people are not about that, and I've learned in the NFL that it's not that way. With, with my with my passion, I do say, Griff, with my passion and how direct I am, I know I will cross some issues, and with my color, I know I will have some issues within that. So that's for God to, to make the way for me, you know what I mean? So I've heard people trying to, you know, people going, bro, it's hard to do this as a black dude. They ain't going, these black people, I don't care about that. So it's going to happen. I, I really, like I said, I got that idea. I'm not even idea. I got that, that feeling from God, and I started writing about it. Um, I, I'll say probably in like May or June or something like that. So really, that's something that's been sitting on my heart lately. I feel like it's going to be out in that area where you're from, but we're going to see which, which way it takes me, though. Yeah. That's dope. Two things, two things. One thing uh, I've been picking up on is, you know, I have a journal. I journal because it helps me, you know, express my feelings. And sometimes I write down goals, you know, whether that be small goals or big goals, long-term goals, whatever you want to call it. And it helps me, uh, like, to the – I can't even explain how much it helps me as far as, you know, getting my feelings out and relaxing and processing my thoughts. How important do you think it is for people – like yourself, entrepreneurs, young people coming up, like how important do you think it is to journal? Like is journaling um, a key aspect of your life? Oh, definitely, definitely. I was just helping my little brother the other day. Um, so going to Vandy and, and coming from where I'm from, everybody like, well, you're smart. Like it was not always like that. Like I said, I was the oldest and my mom was a single parent. So like as the oldest, you got to do a lot for your siblings. You, you know what I mean? You don't really have that direction in terms of helping you figure things out. You got to figure it out on your own. So um, I was always pretty smart. I'm not going to say I was dumb, but I had a lot to figure out. And, and coming to Bandy, almost, probably almost fucked out my freshman year. So journaling was something that, um, I think her name was Beth. She was an academic counselor. She helped me with my study habits. She was like, when you're taking notes, literally try to write everything down that you hear the teacher say. And then ever since then, and then you know, Coach Mason had us doing that even in, uh, in our, um, yeah, in meetings. When, whenever Coach, that's why I was so. That's why I do the playbook like the back of my hand. I would just wrote everything down that the coaches would say, and then like whenever I was studying, I would legit just be reading verbatim what he said. So when he asked that question again, I would answer like that. So journaling in terms of what you're doing in life, uh, whether it be football, whether it be uh, business, if, if you have but whether it be studying. Or, or listen to a teacher or a test, whatever it is. If you're reading, if you're writing, if they say something, you're going to have to do your head for about five minutes. You know, I don't remember that. And then later on, in the, like, 
in the week or later on that month when we have a test, when we have a game, wherever it may be. It's like, dang, I, I wish I would have wrote that down. Or if it's just a random idea that you have, and I wish I would have wrote that down, I can't, forget, I can't remember what I said. You're going to be pissed. Right. Um, and even with business, like, bro, I have, like, so many notebooks that I've written in. It probably has literally the same thing over 10 times, but just in a different way. Um, and, like, and then from there, sometimes I don't even go over and reread and stuff. I need to go back and do that. That's something I've been trying to be pertinent about lately. But, like I said, I write so much, I'll forget what I write. Um, and with that, like, I write books. Well, I write, and then I'll eventually, there are going to be books. I haven't really structured them yet, so. Writing legit is like a, like I said, it, it's, it's a type of meditation, it's therapeutic, that's what I was saying, it's therapeutic, so no matter if you like to write or not, just get your thoughts out. Sometimes some people want to talk out loud to themselves, some people like to write whatever it is in that time, even if, you, if it's rapping, uh, write raps, like I write poems sometimes, so no matter what it is, depending on what that mood is, uh, and tapping into creative side when I write, that's, that's all that's about, because... So at the end of the day, if you can't express yourself, you can't do anything. So, right. and a lot of people, a lot of people in this world deal with are, are emotional, um, emotionally, um, I don't want to say unstable, but they go through a lot of different things, and, and they don't have a, a way to vent, especially in our community. You know how it is as a black people growing up; they tell you you can't show your emotions, you soft all the time. Definitely. Um, so that's something that I had to come to terms with. Like, like I'm gonna feel how I feel. And uh, obviously, I still feel like I'm, I ain't about to cry, but um, I, I use that, that notepad to, to get away, like how rappers do. But I'm not a rapper, so I just write how what I want to write, whether it be business, whether it be how my day was, what I'm feeling right then and there, what I feel about somebody, or maybe I'll just write a whole conversation out talking to myself. Like, I'll just write about everything. So right. that's definitely key in like a development as a person. In, in, and developing your emotional intelligence, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just started journaling, but I don't know if I don't even want to sound like it's like life or death, but it damn near is. If I don't journal, bro, like, my yeah. thoughts will eat me alive, and I will... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like... Being a athlete. Yes, yeah, I mean, being a person of color, being a male, and this, and, you know, it's just, there's a lot of things that, you know, specifically black males go through, but I mean, people our age go through, and it's just, it's crazy. I mean, the mental things that we go through because of social media and how everything's perceived, it's like, it's a lot of stress on people, so like, I don't want to make it sound like it's life or death, but damn near is, bro. Oh, it is, yeah. You're not making it sound like anything, bro. It, it definitely is like a deal because the crazy thing is there's so many people out here that's mentally just unstable. They're mentally toxic. They don't even know it because it's just what they do. Like you, you mentioned social media, bro. It's oh wait, there's so many people out here lost and just riding waves just because they see other people doing it. They like, oh, I want to do that. So right, funny like. And then you got the thing where girls want to be Instagram famous, but it's just like, after a while, like, you are legit trying too hard right now. Like, <laughs> come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I, that's a whole other conversation. But the mental health part, that is huge in, in the black community. That's something that people really have to really take into consideration. A lot of times we don't deal with those things in, in, 
big come up with issues. The, some of the issues that we have now, uh, poverty is one of the issues. It is the poverty leads and is the reason for a lot of the emotional trauma that we go through. But like I said, that's our circumstances. But there's a way to get out of those circumstances, and it's on us to educate ourselves, and it's on us to to work our plans to get out of those situations. And the first step is realizing that okay, I have a problem. <laughs> like I need to I need to deal with this problem. Right. Like this isn't okay. Yeah. I definitely to anyone listening that will listen. If you share this, I definitely recommend you know journaling i mean it don't it don't cost nothing you go to walmart and get you a 15 pack of notebooks and and a pen and what is that maybe five dollars i don't know but it don't it don't hurt yeah yeah so anyone listening you know all the kids that that'll listen ryan talks to journal journaling is a key aspect of my life you know i'm currently I was a Division One football player. I'm currently preparing for the NFL draft. The NFL. Ryan was, you know, a college football player. He was an athlete. Now he's an entrepreneur with so many different thoughts. He's working with different children. I'm sure, like, he meets so many different. I'm sure you meet so many different people and so many different personalities. If you didn't journal, it'd be hard to balance it all. It'd just, you know, it it yeah. But the second thing I wanted to bring up is. You're a sports consulting firm. You go through, you train in athletes, mind, body, and soul. And being that the majority of the athletes that you're training and, you know, talking to in these situations come from, you know, low socioeconomic backgrounds and they're just not in the best situations. What are you doing as far as, you know, talk to me about today's current events? I mean, I'm talking like, I mean, these kids are too young to know about R. Kelly, but, you know, stuff that's like... Like, how to be, how are you training them to be aware of how to be black in America? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I do is, we haven't, like, put it on yet, but when we are working out, when we are training, whether it be before, during, or toward the end, we'll spark, like, a little conversation. Rolling out, we'll, we'll spark, like, a little conversation. And, and it'll be literally about five minutes, and it just make them think. They'd be like, bro, I ain't thought about that, you know what I mean? So, right. um, one thing that I'm really in tune with is, like, uh, nature. I, I love looking at the sunset. Um, I love seeing green, the trees, like, little things like that. So, um, it was, like, a gloomy day, I think. I talked about, um, you better get me, get me stuck now. So, with the, when, when days are gloomy, I started talking about, um, have y'all noticed how the sun's not out? And I was like, do you guys, how you guys feeling? I started asking how they was feeling. That's what it was. They was talking about, I was like a little down or whatever. It wasn't very energetic. Mm-hmm. I said, look outside. So, like, little stuff like this. Um, I look outside. It was, it was, like I said, it was gloomy. And then and then I started getting into a conversation about um, what the sun does for you and, uh, and helping you with, uh, what is it? Uh, tell me I don't spot um, yeah, I believe you with that vitamin D, I'm sorry. So with the vitamin D and how it helps you, um, with your, with, with your emotion and with your wounds, a lot of things like that plays into our, our emotions that we don't even know about. So tapping into that mind with little things like that, or I brought up the, the idea, so with sports, I'll bring up. So with the NFL draft, um, the, the process, I went to an all-star game when I was in the same position that you're in. 
and I was in my boxers, and I was standing in front of like 500 people. Not 500, I'm losing a little bit. <laughs> Probably like 120 scouts. And yeah, you like just standing in front of my boxers, like nothing else. I was like, bro, like, how humiliating is that? Right. So for me, I compared it to um, in a slave trade. You know how I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the movie Django. Um, when the, the slave owners have the, the black guys fighting, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they're fighting for sport. Um, so when they did that, they had a lot of and they legit would like choose the black uh, slave that they would want to, to fight in those battles. And I compared that to, to the NFL draft. I'm like, look, I was legit standing in front of him, thank you, blah, blah. This is what they do to us as far as being an athlete. And back then, they did the same thing, and they just paid. Well, obviously, they, they get paid for it. Right. Now, they just pay you for it. It's like, it's still a sport. Like, essentially, it's the same thing, just in a different way. It just, it just evolved. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and I, I put that on them. Um, like I said, that's, that's just some of my thoughts and what I believe. But I, I, I bring up conversations like that to make them think, and it's just like, oh, dang. But... Um, every Wednesday, we're going to start our uh, our raw talks with our student athletes, and just bring up different issues every day. Uh, get them in front of us to help them with their public speaking. Tell them who they are. Tell us about who they are, where they come from. Um, helping them with situations on how to treat women, on uh, what it means. Uh, yeah, yeah, how you, no man. Don't make me successful treating a woman bad, as we've seen with R. Kelly. Like I said, like um, God made Eve from Adam. So within that, she's she's women are here just I don't want to say to support, but no man should be treating a woman with disrespect. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I want to get too deep into all of those things, but. Period. Men should be treated women with respect, whether it be talking to them, whether it be how they uh, putting their hands on, not putting their hands on, whatever it is. So having conversations with them about that, having conversations with them with, uh, about business, having conversations with them about uh, uh, standing to with their creative side, because as you know, and like like you said, being creative sometimes is seen as soft or like you know, just coloring or whatever it is that you may like to do or people tell you that you can't do it, you're going to be successful at it. Just helping them develop that mindset, develop a dominant mindset, not caring about what people say about you, being real. That's what Raw, um, and the thing with Raw, um, we have, that's the thing that we, we believe in, that's what we stand for. And when we say Raw, um, we mean being real. Uh, we, we've been real, we're athletes, and we're well-educated. And like I said, a lot of people are like, what does that even mean? So, um, being real, some of the things that we're going to be preaching to these athletes, so being true to who you are and what you stand for, being authentic, um, valuing other people in relationships, looking to help and serve others, um, and our definition for it, for that is an authentic human being who values other people and stays true to themselves. Um, and then the athlete part, um, obviously, like I said, a lot of people are athletes, but we're looking at it in the sense of on and off the field. A leader, an athlete is a leader who's always prepared and takes care of their body on and off the field. I feel like all of us can be every, uh, all of us are athletes if we're really trained. We're, we're worried about our fitness, conditioning levels. Because as a human being, you have to be healthy. And that comes with, uh, yeah, with your life and being an athlete. So everybody's an athlete. 
and I gave you the definition of that. And it's just being well educated, so knowledge and love of self. Like you asked me, uh, how would you think about this as an entrepreneur? What do you think about that as a football player? Blah, blah blah. No matter what it is you're doing in life, you got to be educated about who you are. And, and first and foremost, and once you're educated about who you are as a person, then you're able to be successful in whatever you choose to call yourself, whether it is a football player, whether it is an entrepreneur, whether it is a student right now. Just if you know yourself, there's no telling where you can go. Right. And that's the thing that we're preaching to these athletes and what we're trying to talk to them about on these weekly, uh, these weekly raw talks or just in our everyday training sessions. It's dope. I mean, I, you know who I am. You know my background. You know I worked with juvenile for a while, and I've always, you know, had that that soft spot for helping kids. And you know, yeah. I always was like, you know, I wanna, I wanna do this, but you know, the pay isn't what I want it to be. You know, mm-hmm. but you speaking about this and running your own business just makes it like so much more feasible and you wouldn't really have to worry about, I mean, in the beginning stages, it's tough with the pay, but as far as like once you get going, like you're going to get paid. Like people are looking for this regardless of how many people are doing it. There's there's a market for what you're doing. I mean, there's going to be the mom, you know, that grew up, that, that's like your mom who wants their child to go to school for free, be an athlete, but at the same time, they don't want them to not be educated on, you know, being a man and all the other aspects that come with, you know, growing up and being a man. So that's dope. One last thing before we uh, cut it out. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. I just had it on my mind, too. Dang. Uh, dang, dang, dang. What are we talking about? Oh, okay, no, no. I had another thing, but I kind of wanted to save it for a different interview. But you said that my my homeboy I did in my first podcast, John, I, I think you met him when he came out, but he was an athlete in high school, and he basically compared football to slavery. Like you, with you being, with your future plans of being an owner, what are your plans on trying to, to change that? Because, I mean, if you, if you feel so strongly about that, I know you would want to change it. How do you plan on changing that? What are the steps in engaging that process? Um, so first and foremost, I have to, to figure out what what that entails, what it looks like to become, to be an owner in the NFL, who you're talking to. I already have a general, I have an idea of who I want my general manager to be. Um, I, I, I wrote about that a long time ago as well because he's already working in, in a NFL organization. And he's the one who gave me a rundown on what the business is like because he was a player as well. He's like, dude, it is a different side. Like, it's a different world. So, um, this, this meeting the proper people, make sure I'm climbing the ladder. Um, I had an interview with, um, with the Green Bay Packers right after I graduated from Vandy um, for a player personnel opportunity. So, I flew out there, met some, met some people who, um, who are high up in that um, organization. So, um, staying connected with people like that and, and, and picking their brain and doing my own research about the industry and, and what are the different routes people take. Um, yeah, so just figuring it all out as I go along. Like I said, it's a, I know what's on my heart and I know um, what I have in mind. And obviously, you don't know what it looks like getting to that point, but I've got faith that I'm going to be on the right track and God's going to take me on the right track. That's good, bro. That's good. That's a good process. I really, 
I really enjoyed this interview. I found out some things that I didn't know about you, you know, always learning. I, I, I love what you're doing for the community. And it's a part of, like, my last segment. I guess it's, like, I don't know. I found this interesting from just doing research, listening to my own podcast. So, I, like, I just do my own segment, and it's like, what should we look out for next from, from Ryan White? Is there anything you want to tell the people that you're gonna, that are going to listen to this, you know, upcoming training sessions, where they can find out more information about Ryan Sports, anything that you want people to know that's coming up, you can go ahead and say it now, bro. Um, uh, that's good, I think. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just stay tuned for Robert Thomas' recommendation. Um, like I said, we, a lot of people have the question of, what is it that you're doing? Um, and, uh, like, I've sent this out on social media, but you can't put it in a box. Um, it's everything involved with an athlete. It's a one-stop, one-stop shop for an athlete. Um, and education. So, there's a, a lot of things that, that's going on, a lot of things in the works. Um, it's going to be big, so everybody stay tuned. Um, Nashville, Louisville, um, those are the first communities that we're going to be working on, but this thing's going to be huge. Uh, we plan on being a billion, uh, billion dollar company. Like I said, we got big things in the works, and we got faith in God that these things are going to work out. So, just stay tuned and and come join us be a part of follow us on social media Rob Performance uh, at Rob Performance um, Ryan White you can find me on Instagram um, Twitter Will Coleman same thing so just just stay tuned y'all 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 you heard it here first people Ryan White I uh, appreciate you on this interview bro we'll catch up later that's a bit appreciate you bro of course he said he gonna give me time try to put on a show what?